Hey guys, Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Thanks so much for downloading this week's radio show in the podcast form. We're on in four of five Big 12 states, and we appreciate you joining us. Now, I want to add this as well. If you want a free Heartland College Sports koozie, all you got to do to keep that beer cold is rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. I will get that koozie in the mail for you. We're giving them away left and right. We appreciate it and enjoy the show. Well, we'll keep it rolling on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo, and we now welcome in Ashley Hodge. You probably know him if you uh, follow the Baylor Bears in any way, shape, or form. He's one of the owners of Sikkim 365. Those guys do a fantastic job covering the Baylor Bears. And, Ashley, we appreciate you hopping on. And, and where I want to begin is just, uh, you know, coming off this season, coming off this bowl game, and getting a really good win over a Vanderbilt team out of the SEC when you look back on this year, going from one win to seven, how do you how do you describe what this year meant to Matt Rule and the future of this program? I think it was a big year. And first of all, let me say it's a privilege to be on your podcast, Pete. I listen to every episode. I think you do a fantastic job, and you really serve the Big Twelve market well. So thank I just you. want to I say thank you that. for what you do. Absolutely. Uh, so back to your question, you know, I think it was a pivotal year for Baylor. Obviously, Matt Rule was very disappointed in the 1-11 start. The fan base was grumbling. They were used to winning seasons. You know, those with more perspective, I would say, understood because it was basically a big blow-up after the uh, scandal that led to Art Bryles uh, being fired. But, you know, 1-11, is it's really – that's a tough foundation to start from. And you see so many programs – get in that death cycle, which Kansas football has been in for so long, where if you don't win out of the gate, if you don't get momentum, it's really tough to get that momentum, get that ball rolling. But to Matt Rule's credit, you know, he's turned this around. He's got the fan base feeling good. Recruiting's going very well. And, you know, it's there's expectations now that the bowl, a bowl season's kind of a minimum expectation going forward based on what he's shown this year. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's of course reasonable and and you look at last year's 1 and 11 and you know the Big 12 is what it is. It's just it's it's so strong top to bottom. It's it's tough to dig yourself out of the basement if you get there and you can just ask Kansas that. It's not like the SEC or the ACC where, you know, some seasons the schedule's more favorable favorable than others based on who you don't play or who you do play. A true round robin makes that tougher. So, I think Rule deserves a ton of credit for what this uh what he's done with this program. What do you think this program is is uh, lacking, like what is going to be the difference between staying just as a six and six, seven and five team, and getting it back to being a team that can compete for a Big Twelve championship every couple of seasons? Well, they they need to continue to get better on the offensive line. That was a weak spot for them this year. You know, Charlie Brewer against better teams was running for his life. You know, and he's proven that he is a top caliber quarterback. I, I think there's no question that going into next season, he'll be one of the premier quarterbacks in the Big 12 and, and in the nation. But we got Baylor's got to get better on the offensive line. So so that's number one. And, and they just have to get more consistent on defense. Phil Snow's defense 
is a complicated system and it takes two to three years for the players to really pick up the nuances of, of the, of the system and what he's trying to do. So I would expect a big leap defensively next year. They don't lose a whole lot of impact players. I mean, they do lose some guys. They, they lose their best cornerback and Derek Thomas and Ira Lewis. And, you know, there's certainly some losses across the board. Uh, they're, you know, Vickedrick Vaughn's, has been been a solid player for them at the safety position, but they have a lot of young talent coming back. A lot of guys that have been in the system now for two years. So I, I think those are the things to look for improvements on the offensive line, which he's been recruiting really well. Won a couple of key battles for recruits on the offensive line. And then defensively, they've just, it's just about time and, and making sure that, you know, the players are in the system for years two and three and, and, I, and I think this will be a big year for the defense uh, based on Phil Snow's track record. Well, Ashley Hodge joining us, one of the owners of Sikkim 365. They do an awesome job covering the Baylor Bears. Now, Ashley, I want to touch on uh, Coach Rule here for a second because, you know, there was that random report that came out last year in the offseason about having uh, interest from the Indianapolis Colts. We have Matt Campbell turning down an interview from the New York Jets. Um, it, it's fascinating to me that kind of the, the – middle-of-the-pack Big 12 teams, these coaches are getting interest all over the country. I think it's a great sign for the conference. How committed is Matt Rule to Waco, Texas? I think he's committed. Most coaches in moments of honesty are going to tell you that they're going to listen if the NFL comes calling. I would say across the board, it's going to be hard to find a high school coach that's not going to listen to a college offer. It's going to be hard to find a college coach that's not going to listen to an NFL offer mm-hmm. or interest. So you can never blame a coach for entertaining inquiries from the NFL. Uh, so certainly I, I don't blame Matt Rule for that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think he likes Baylor. I, I don't think there's other college jobs that are going to woo him. You know, Penn State would be a natural fear because that's where he played. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that would be the one that most Baylor fans would be worried about if that came open. But as far as other college jobs, you know, Baylor has made a significant investment in resources. He's a man of faith. He's near one of the best talent pools in the country. He's at a place where you can win eight to 10 games and the fan base will build statues for you. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't have the pressure cooker of, of a place like a Texas or an Oklahoma, where if you if you win nine games, you could get fired. You know, so I, I think there's a lot of positives to the Baylor job. And, you know, I definitely think Matt Rule is committed to it. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he goes to the NFL at some point, if he's good enough to be deemed worthy to get a head coaching job at it, for an NFL team. But, but I don't think he's going to do that in the next year or two. Ashley, let's talk about the recruiting there. You know, I, I, what I was so impressed by when he got into the job, and, and one of the things that um, I had reservations about Rule, Matt Rule about was this guy had no ties to Texas. How is he going to recruit this talent-rich state when he had no ties to it? Well, he hired a staff that, you know, you know and I know and a lot of our listeners know, um, knew and knows that state incredibly well. Is that where you give the credit to for this team's ability to recruit the last two, three classes? Is there someone in particular you give that credit to? Where does where does that lie? 
Well, his his first great decision when he took the Baylor job was he hired three coaches from Texas, Joey McGuire mm-hmm. and uh, David Wetzel and Sean Bell. All three of them were coaching in the high school ranks. They had had a lot of success. They had great relationships. And so I, I really think those three hires were critical to getting some recruiting momentum going. And then he brought a lot of his staff from Temple, and those guys are just – really good recruiters i mean they are relentless recruiters one of them fran brown uh recently left for temple uh to take the defense coordinator job and, and maybe up for the head job after uh manny diaz is uh five or six days as, <laughs> as the temple coach uh, but um you know i think that he's he understands the recruiting game matt rule is very savvy when it comes to recruiting he he knows how to use social media He's, it, you know, always spends a very positive message. He can controls what he can control. You know, there's still the the looming NCAA decision, which which most people think it's going to be more of a backwards looking focus uh, for penalties than a forward looking focus. Uh, so if, once that cloud gets lifted, I think he's going to show that he can be even more competitive uh, nationally. Uh, for some of these top recruits, but you know he's done a really good job. He certainly addressed a lot of needs and has done really well at the quarterback position. Getting Charlie Brewer, uh, Gary Bohannon last year, who redshirted, and then Jacob Zeno. So when you do well at quarterback, you know good things follow. And he's done well at quarterback, and he's done well with the skill position. So that's that's been an important step. And how much of that, Ashley, too, is just the fact that maybe, um, you know, high school coaches across Texas have, have warmed up to a guy that, you know, didn't have ties there, but but does appear to be interested in in buying in and being a part of the culture that is sold in, in Central Texas. I mean, that does seem, from what I can tell from the outside looking in, very important to Matt Rule. Yeah, his, you know, he's, he's an East Coast guy. I grew up on the East Coast. I grew up in Maryland. So I understand the difference in cultures that it, you know, when you come to a place like uh, Waco and, and Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, San Antonio, et cetera. But the one thing he really does well is he's, um, he's, he's a man of faith. He's, he's recruits the whole family. It's a very unique approach to recruiting that is, you know, based on relationships and, you know, that's I guess that's the way to put it. He's he's just really big on relationships, building relationships with high school coaches, mom and dad, aunts and uncles, youth ministers, preachers, trainers. He really does a good job. He's very organized. You know, one of the most organized coaches I've seen from the outside looking in. And and I think that's why he's been so attractive, you know, to NFL people is, you know, he just, he has a, a gift of managing people and the gift of organization that very few football coaches have. Mm-hmm. Uh, being joined by Ashley Hodge, owner of Sikkim 365. You know, the fan base, Ashley, it seems like has, has been split ever since the, uh, the scandal, you know, there's, there's obviously that crowd that I, I think is dwindling. Uh, thankfully the, the, you know, pro art Bryles crowd. I think that crowd is, is starting to dwindle a little bit here. But it was it was split after last year's one and eleven season. Does it feel like this fan base is as united as it's been uh, for the first time in a long time? I think so. It you know my perspective as an owner of a message board because we deal with a lot of the <laughs> the negativity that comes with uh, 
you know, people that have differences of opinion. Baylor had over 40,000 fans show up in Houston for their bowl game. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's in their backyards, pretty, so to speak, but that's a really good turnout for a, a private school. Yeah. And so I, I think it just shows that you know, he, he won over the fan base this year. And, and I would point to a couple of significant moments. The, it, the Duke loss was very disappointing. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't show up to play Duke. They, they got whipped in the first half. They tried to mount a comeback and ended up losing 40 to 27. And that's a game at home. And so now you're talking about, they lost all six of their home games last year and then they beat Abilene Christian, but then they lose to Duke. Mm -hmm. And so I would say morale from a fan base perspective was that, is at a low point after that Duke game, but then they, you know, they beat Kansas. They were expected to beat them. But then they got two significant wins at home against Kansas State and against Oklahoma State. And both of those were last-second victories. And I think it really just energized the fan base. Then a little bit of a disappointment with a home loss to TCU. But then, of course, winning that game, that last game against Texas Tech and Dallas. Uh, you know, I think people started to realize that, hey, you know, we made a bowl. And then, of course, beating Vanderbilt in a bowl game, an SEC team, you know, good, solid team. I, I think it's going to be a great building block for next year where Baylor has seven home games. The easier, uh, their easier games are on the road. I, you know, I, you never know with the big 12, but, but, but they've got a lot of their more difficult games, Texas and OU, West Virginia, Iowa state at home next year. Mm-hmm. So I, I think next year is a pivotal year, you know, for really uniting this fan base and perhaps doing what Art Bryles did in year four, uh, of, his, of his tenure and that's you know being able to protect your home field and and beat top 15 top 10 teams at home if he can do that you know I think the sky's the limit and 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 I think it's you know definitely has an opportunity here for next next year to really build on, on what he's done this year so what is Ashley I mean what to, to you know what is a fair you mentioned some of the easier games are at home next year uh, or no, some of the tougher games are at home, like you mentioned, OU in Texas. Right. What is a reasonable expectation? I know we're you know just days removed from 2018, but I was sitting here saying it's it's obviously uh, bowl game is is now the minimum for Baylor, which is a good place to be. I know it puts some pressure on the team, but that's a good place to be. I, I'm of the mindset that if Charlie Brewer's healthy all year, you, you, you know, obviously you have to give that caveat caveat because he's a great quarterback. And if you lose your quarterback, you know, all bets are off, but, mm-hmm. but if he stays healthy, I I think eight wins is a expectation that is very reasonable. And I say that because Baylor is, is in limbo, you know, starting in 2020, all these big 12 teams have to schedule tough power five, at least one tough power five opponent. Well, because of this way, the schedule breaks, you know, next year, Baylor, non-conference is rice i believe um uts uh well it's it's easy <laughs> let's let's put it that way yeah. utsa and i'm forgetting the third team um but it's but it's you know an abilene christian type of opponent so you would hope they would go three and oh in, in non-conference and then they play um five home games in conference uh, they get Texas Tech is going to go to home and home. So they play Texas Tech and Waco. So with five home games in conference and with, um, you know, hopefully a 3-0 and non-conference, I think eight wins is, is an expectation that's very reasonable. 
Yeah. Uh, so, so I would say that's kind of a baseline. I want to I want to wrap it up here, Ashley, on this with just kind of the Big Twelve as a whole. I mean, we you know the conference has turned over four coaches this year. Matt Rule has been here for a couple of seasons, and it feels like he's now one of the veteran guys in this uh, in this conference in many right. ways. What do you think? You know, obviously we do a lot on this show, a kind of more big picture Big 12. What do you make of it, looking at it from a Baylor perspective, on where this conference has been, where it is, and where it's going to be moving forward? Well, I, I'm encouraged by what I've seen, you know, during the bowl season. Obviously, Oklahoma State's win over Missouri I thought was really good for the conference. And, you know, Oklahoma certainly – uh, started off poorly against Alabama, but you know they, they made a game of it and made it interesting in, in the uh, second half. No shame in, in how they performed against Alabama, who's arguably one of the best teams in college football history. You know, certainly up there in the discussion. But um, you know, I, I would say it's it's a really tough conference, and mm-hmm. you, you know, if you're going to ask me, you know, to say what teams are in the upper tier right now, I would say you know certainly Texas. And um, OU uh, seemed to be trending positively, and and I would put Iowa State, you know, in that in that uh, ballpark as well. And then you've got teams in the middle of the pack like uh, Baylor and Oklahoma State and West Virginia, Texas Tech's a wild card. You know, do they take a step back? Does Kansas State take a step back? Sometimes transitions hard, and it's it's tough to keep the the you know the balls uh, spinning or you know the plate spinning so to speak. So, you know, Oklahoma, Texas at the top, Iowa state, maybe challenging for that upper tier. And, and then, you know, will will Baylor be one of those teams that can, you know, climb their way up to that upper tier, you know, that remains to be seen, but then you've got, you know, teams like Texas tech and Oklahoma state and West Virginia and um, uh, TCU, you know, I would put them kind of in the middle of the middle of the pack right now until they, find their offense again but uh it's a competitive conference there's there's no easy no easy games except for kansas and you know i would say less miles is probably going to get them better quick well he is ashley hodge uh, you taste hear these guys read these guys all the time uh, sikkim 365 do a fantastic job covering the baylor bears and ashley we appreciate uh, your time thanks so much happy new year and we'll do it again soon thanks pete love what you do take care Well, the great insights of Ashley Hodge. Really appreciate his time. And once again, guys, please do rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Send me a screenshot of that review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. I appreciate that. We have grown this thing exponentially over the past year or so because of you. So thank you, thank you, thank you, and we'll talk to you soon.